Thursday night football game, as well as we're doing some predictions and talking about a couple extra things. So, um, for starters, um, let's talk about the Thursday night football game, uh, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. To me, the the, the the Vikings controlled the majority of that game, and they, they kind of almost ended up doing like a Chargers thing where they wanted to give it up at the last minute just to make it a little bit interesting, and it almost got a little too close. Because it came down to the last play for Fairmouth to catch a touchdown to get within two to tie. Just like the you know, the previous week for them, uh, the the Steelers. But um, he, he dropped it, so it, it stayed an eight-point game. But, you know, I think the Vikings still aren't that great of a team. And the fact that they almost lost to Pittsburgh kind of shows that. Um, well, and Pittsburgh was on a short week coming off an emotional big-time win. You're right. It was. On on a short week. It was definitely a short week. Big emotional win. I mean, it was a rivalry game, so um, they exhausted every every bit of their, their strength to beat them. And then now, you know, they're still we're still recovering, you know, since it's a short week. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, and I remember you talking about it. Um, they, they originally created the Thursday night football games to... Uh, or for divisional games because you're I'm pretty of, sure that's what the I'm pretty sure that's what it is. We, yeah, I mean, we might have to look sense, it up though. at some point, but I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be divisional rivals because you already know what you're going up against, and they are technically shouldn't be that far away because you're you're kind of close. But yeah, normally it's a divisional game or yeah, divisional game. Yeah, so. which you know I don't understand why they. I guess just for ratings and you know other matchups that people want to see. Whether that be like two really bad teams or uh, two really good teams, they want to see how they you know, they, they stack up against each other. Because um, I remember a couple of years ago, like early in the season, it was the Jets and Baker May or the Jets and Sam Darnold and the Browns and Baker Mayfield going up against each other. It was like I think it was their rookie year, wow. it was like the like week two or week three, and it was a uh, um, it was pretty ugly. But you know the, the Browns ended up winning. But you know regardless, uh, talking about this game, it's. Like I said, I, I, it looked like Minnesota really controlled the majority of that game. Uh, Pittsburgh just looked absolutely lost trying to figure out what what their game plan was and what to do to execute said game plan. They, you know, there was lots of pe- there were a ton of penalties for Pittsburgh, and I'm not just talking about like uh, like pass interference calls and so on. They they had delay a game call. They had delay a game and. Um, they had holding calls, and Ben was still getting sacked out the wazoo. So, you know, they they looked completely not together at all, and it was it was it was very evident to see. And it's like, okay, well, wh- what's the next step for Pittsburgh? And for me, I think it's just the quarterback. They have, I mean, they have talent around 
the entire team. Like their their secondary is really good. Their pass rush is awesome. You know they have a great they have a real a great leader in Cameron Hayward on the defensive line, and then they've got you know uh, Chase Claypool who's who's a stud. Yeah, um, he's so studly that he celebrated during the drive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're driving down the field. They have no timeouts. And he decides to celebrate. The offensive lineman comes up and grabs him like, "Hey, what are you doing? We're trying to win a game. Stop, stop dancing, okay? Stop." I I honest, I just wish that they would. Kind of tone it down a little bit. Well, like it, because now it's in muscle memory. Oh yeah, for him to celebrate a first down, it's like um, how about you celebrate a win instead of celebrating a first down? It's true. I mean, and and either I don't know if it's just because of you know the player has um, doesn't have the uh, the discipline to make sure he's he's paying attention to what's going on around him. Uh, football IQ is what they call that, I believe. Like, like when they know, it's like, um, say like you're a tight end, right? Like you're a high level tight end, and you know where the first down marker is. Yeah, you know you'll instead of stopping a yard short, catching the ball and getting tackled a yard short, and you'll you'll hear the commentators talk about it. They'll be like, oh, he knew where the first down marker was, so he went to it, caught the ball, and then if you get tackled right away, you already got it, or you can fall backwards or forwards and just get you know that extra yard. Yeah. So football IQ, he did not display any on that drive by getting up and celebrating a first down when the yeah. clock is still rolling. And like I said, it was it was within thirty <laughs> seconds when that when that happened, as well as they had no timeouts and they were down mm-hmm. eight. Like that's the kind of stuff that like doesn't like that like when. You have a bit like a, a pass that's like completely overthrown, and you're the defensive back that's just like soaring like an eagle or a plane or whatever. Like, nope, you didn't get by yeah. me. I made that play. No, you didn't. It was overthrown. So, and, but that was that was definitely a mistake. Yeah. Now, like, as every second counts, so you need to get up, get the ball to the ref, or get the ball close to the spot. Uh, to me, just getting the ball to the ref is the best because they're going to pick it up anyway, no matter where you spot it, and then set it back down. So just give them the ball so he can set it down, and then the center can get on it, and you, and you do what you got to do. But getting up and celebrating, that takes away seconds that you could possibly use at the end of the game to get yourself that when you catch the ball, you got to pop up, you got to get right back on the line of scrimmage because if you get that first down, you need to spike the ball. Yeah. So. Any amount of stupidity that takes away from seconds at the end of the game, you just can't do. It. You just can't do it. Yeah, they had. Um, I can't remember the 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 receiver's name, but number eighteen for the Steelers. Um, he had caught a pass, like almost basically the the, the play right after uh, the that first down, and it was like a couple, only like a couple of seconds left, right? And he is like on the brink of the end zone, right? But instead of trying to run it in, he like. Take, makes a beeline straight for the the sideline, mm. which is like you know I guess he didn't he wasn't confident enough that he would score a touchdown. Yeah. So he went out of bounds and you know stopped the clock and gave you know them another opportunity for a shot at the the end zone. Which I mean they had a shot at the end zone. It went right through. It went, I mean it hit him in the hands. I mean mm. when I, I don't know what when I was playing football, my and my dad was the coach. My dad always said. If it hits you in the hands, you better catch it. So just don't put your hands up. I guess not. You just, oh, okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, like, him running out of bounds, you're, you're at the professional level. So 
I'm willing to bet that it was discussed, hey, or in practice. You know, yeah. they practice it of if you are not going to get in the end zone, just get out of bounds. Yep. If there is not a clear shot to the end zone, then we'd rather stop the clock and then we have time to come up with a, a better play than you getting stopped short and we have to come up and try and make some either spike it or try and come up with some crazy play on the fly. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with the decision to run out of bounds because yeah. you look, you would look like a complete ding-dong if you went for it and you didn't get it because then the game is really over and yeah, there, and there you are outside of the end zone. So I, I agree with him running out of bounds. Yeah. So, um, but at the same time, you know, the, the offense uh, put themselves in a situation to where they had to really force themselves to – like get down the field as quickly as possible. I mean, if for whatever, you know, if they actually did their jobs early in the game correctly, they wouldn't have had to worry about that. They would have been in the game like yeah. normal. I mean, yeah, it, it's sa- it's sad that they had to go to, they, they went to halftime 26 to nothing. Mm-hmm. They, Pittsburgh couldn't produce yeah. any points until like the fourth quarter. So it's like, they had they didn't have anything going for them. Like even even halftime didn't have any sort of answer to to what Minnesota was throwing at them. And then like like I said, they had so many uh, delay game penalties. That I mean I, I want to say it was, at, it was at least four or five. And that's like unheard of for like a professional team. Like that that shouldn't happen. They should be able to pre- they should prepare themselves for. Like super loud conditions, and I mean, I'm not saying Minnesota is not like a loud franchise or a loud uh, fan base, but they're in a dome. Everything's enclosed. Like that, that that sound echoes. It's loud. It gets super loud in there. So the fact that you can't hear anything and, and your offensive lineman or your center can't even hear you. That's they have, they have some. They have a lot of work to do. Um, and and it starts with their quarterback. I think I think they got to get a new quarterback, and none of their quarterbacks on their roster are, are the answer. At least not in my opinion. So, and then you know, right now their their offense is running is ran Najee Harris. He's able to he's able to be on the field and make a difference, but he's just a running back. He can only do so much while he's on the field. the The difference maker needs to be the quarterback because he's out there every single offensive snap. But if you're if your quarterback is 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 too old to really be understand to to I'm gonna say he's not old too old to understand, but he's not he he's not it doesn't seem like he's trying to keep up with with how this league works. He's just kind of going out there and just playing, and that's not how you win football games. And I don't know if it's just because Tomlin's like fixated on on keeping Ben forever or whatever, but well, it's over now. It's 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 definitely over. Well, Ben called time. What? I said Ben called time. What are you talking about? On his, he's done. When did he do that? When he talked, remember when he talked about the Ravens game? No. Uh, he, to, he said something about this will be my last game against the Ravens in this stadium. Oh, I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, he, yeah, you didn't know Roethlisberger. He's he's calling time on his career. Good. He needs to. He's he's terrible. Like he, and he left on a sour note too. He left on a bad note. He should. If he's anything, still playing to the end of the season. No, I understand that. Okay. But the 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 team is not that great. 
with him with him as a quarterback, they are not good. They are not a good team. They're a decent team. They're not a good team. They're not a they're not a contending team, but uh, well, they're if, a if you're not team. contending, then you're not good. So there's only who who there's the, only one good team in the league. Other than the Ravens, who have they beaten? Uh, I don't know. Probably, I I would assume nobody's just because they it doesn't seem like they can really beat anybody good. Oh, they beat the Bills at the beginning of the year. Oh wow! That's... What as you as we've as we've talked about before, it's week one. No one knows what the hell's going on week one. So let's see. Let's let's look at Pittsburgh, shall we? So, in my, I'm just saying, like in my opinion, they they are not a good team. They they look completely like out of out of touch with each other, and they just I don't know. It's 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 not a good it's not a good look for me. There we go. Okay. They have. They beat the Bills week one. The Bills were just terrible that week, too, by the way. They lost to the Raiders. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Green Bay. They beat Denver, who is pretty hit or miss. They beat Seattle when Russell was out. And then they had a bye. They beat Cleveland when they're in, in discombobulation. They didn't, uh, they didn't beat Seattle. They did beat Seattle. Who did they tie with? They tied with the Lions. Oh, they tied right. with the Lions. Oh, yeah. Now, granted, Ben wasn't there, but and Mason they beat Rudolph. The Browns. Uh, the Browns aren't that great either. They were pretty good at that time. They were pretty good, maybe. Look at that score. That's a good. That's a good score. That's a hard fought game. Okay, <clears throat> so Chris Boswell went to uh, went uh, lost uh, was lost to a concussion uh, during that game. Let's see. They, they did. It looks like they did a lot of. Uh, they got they got some some decent turnovers, which I mean, that can that can happen sometimes, but it, that doesn't mean that they're that they beat a good team. The, Cleveland has been hasn't been that great. Hasn't been like a good like a solid strong team since like when Nick Chubb and um, Kareem Hunt were like falling off. Or like kind of like in and out of the the lineup, and they lost to they got blown out by the the Patriots. That's when they haven't been that good. And then they then they beat Chicago by two points. Then they tied the Lions. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to Cincinnati, and they beat the Ravens because the Ravens went a little, in my opinion, went a little too aggressive. And then they just lost to Minnesota. They have not beaten good teams. This kind of reminds me of this you know, last season when they went eleven to zero, or twenty nineteen, whatever that season was. They went eleven to zero, and they were beating bad teams. They were beating teams that they should beat. But then when it came to the end of the season, when everyone was, when either their their guys were were beat up or whatever, excuse me, they were losing to the teams that they sh- that they needed to beat. There's a difference between beating good or beating teams that you need to beat and beating teams that you should or that you should be able to beat. And now they're now it's like spread out through the year and it's showing that they can't beat those teams. 
So Pittsburgh, I've never been, like, in the last couple of years, I've never been sold on Pittsburgh. And this game really, like, really shows it. So they have a lot to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, So now um, I do want to talk about uh, a couple of games that I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, One of the ones is is one that both Beams and I are really excited about. just because, you know, we get to talk. Oh, yeah. Tom Brady. Huh? Hee hee hee. All right. So we're talking about the Bills going to Tampa to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's a 1 o'clock game? Um, I yeah, believe probably. so. Let's go back <clears throat> and look. So ready to put the – I'll put the lock on. Okay. That's gonna be this is gonna uh, be the lock of the week. I'll put. It is oh, a 425 game. 425 game. 425. So we're going, we're going out of order. That's okay. I mean that's okay because <laughs> Tom already won the game. Yeah. The game, so it's a lock. Yeah, it I don't is, know. It's locked in, 100. percent Yeah, uh, the the Bills right now, are, I believe, are like one and four against. Um, against you know playoff teams that were last year as well as you know, teams that are like over 500 this year. Mm, yep. Um, plus they lost to the Jags, and, and it was it, and then that was an ugly game too. Yeah, you know was, it wasn't uh, even just like it was a it came down to the last play sort of thing. It was just super ugly. And I mean the Jags couldn't even couldn't even move the ball. Yeah, and they still beat them. So you're going up against uh, the MVP of this season, Tom Brady. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we've said it before. He plays every position. Yeah, he does. He does everything. Um, he has, uh, I mean, it, he's also got a terrible offensive line that doesn't block for him. Yeah. So, I mean, it's even more impressive that he's out there throwing to these bums, you know, and leading the league in uh, touchdowns. A bums in, except Gronk. Remember that. Yeah, everybody's a bum. Well, I mean, even Gronkowski, you know, he's just an old bum. So, <laughs> uh, you know, Leonard for trash. Really, um, and the the you know the front seven on that defense, trash, just absolutely mediocre. Yeah, agreed. Just you know when you think of teams that go against them, they always want to run the ball, um, and it, just for some reason they just they decide that uh, we're not we're not going to be efficient running the ball today. Yeah, that's really what it comes down. The to. The second we cross the 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 line of scrimmage, we're just going to fall down. They they're looking for contact. You know, yeah. the offensive line. They're like, all right, we're going to take this week off. We're going against Tom. We obviously can't beat him. Uh, so it's probably best just to uh, n- not even block or do anything, really. Right. So this game is 100% over. Um, the Buccaneers are going to win. It's also a 425 game, so Tom knows that everybody's going to be watching them. Yeah, this is probably their um, – well, it's a CBS game, so – it's not going to be, you know, commentated by the the great and famous Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Yeah, that's true. But um, who at one point uh, said, uh, "I bet everybody is not not everybody." He goes, "I bet these fans are just wishing." Would you two shut up? <laughs> and I just to them I say, "Don't shut up." You're talking about the greatest of all time. Yeah. Okay. At picking teams and having top defenses and and top players around you. Um, it just it takes a real type of special talent to be able to constantly have the have top tier around you, um, but then not this year. No, you know it's just trash. So uh, that's a lock of the week. 
Tom Brady is definitely going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to say, because they're playing in Tampa Bay as well, uh, I'm going to add to it a little bit. Minimum. Minimum. Three passing touchdowns. Oh. Minimum. Okay. I thought you were going like with the point spread. Nah, the point spread is... But I'm going to go with... Because I'm, I'm only concerned with one person. Fair. Because that is that is the, the Bucks. They're one person. So yeah. I'm going to go minimum three passing touchdowns by TB12. So... Um, I, th- I think that the point spread for the, the Bills and, and Bucks game is going to be uh, about 10 points at, the, at a minimum um, with, with Tampa Bay over top. Uh, Josh Allen is kind of hit or miss still. Uh, as of late, they're beating bad teams and not beating good teams. And, I mean, they're not going to – they're just slowly falling down the cracks in the AFC wild card. So who knows if if they even will make the playoffs. If they lose this game and I don't know if if Cincinnati wins. Right? I think Cincinnati takes over that spot if they're not already in the in the in the wild card. If if they are then we'll say I don't know anybody else. The Jacksonville could could fall into the playoffs at this point like they they're they're right there on the brink of of losing out losing out of the playoffs. The Raiders are right there. The 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 let's see who else. Haven't have they started uh, their whole playoff? Do they have the playoff picture yet? And showing teams that yes, are el- like uh, mathematically eliminated. Okay, so mathematically eliminated, the Texans are out, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are out. Okay. I think those are the only two teams that are, are in the Lions. Those should be the only three the three teams that are that are eliminated from the postseason as of right now. They were well, weren't the Jags as soon as they announced the schedule they were already eliminated. <laughs> no, not the Jags, the Texans. Yeah, as soon as the uh, they're like, all right, the schedule came out and Texans, you are eliminated from the playoffs. Congratulations. Yep. So, uh, um, so yeah, Houston, Jacksonville, and. Detroit are the three teams that are out of the postseason right now. Mm-hmm. So with So this upcoming week we could see more. Yes. Alright, so as of right now, you have the Patriots as the number one seed, Titans two, Ravens three, Chiefs four, Chargers five, Bengals six, Bills seven. Wow. Now, okay. if the Colts win and the Bills lose. The Colts take the number seven spot. Okay. Well, actually, no. The Colts are... Oh, yeah. So, if the Bills lose, since the Colts are on a bye week this week, they move up. Yeah. So, this is a must win for the Bills. That's crazy. I'm, I'm excited now. I, well, right now, yeah. Well, these yeah these last couple weeks are must wins for basically any team that's currently in the playoffs. I mean, you must win to stay in. Oh, yeah. Because... Um, Let's see the Raiders are on the outside. Raven or the Browns are are still kind of down there. E. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. So it looks like only what? Only the Texans are eliminated. Only the Texans? How? The 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 Jags have lost I guess, ten games. I guess. Well, the Jets have lost nine. They could end the season seven and ten and somehow get in. That doesn't make any sense. 
Well, mathematically, it makes sense. I guess so. But when the Jags lose this weekend, I think it's over. Okay, yeah. If the it, ja- yeah, the Jags, if the Jags lose this weekend to Tennessee, they yep. lose. They are, they are, they are out. And I, I want to probably will say the same thing about the Lions. Yeah. So we'll probably have the Jags and the Lions next week. Will be eliminated. Yes. Now let's see. So we've got. Um, so the other game, one of the games that I'm, I'm another game I'm super excited for is the Dallas and Washington game. Uh, that, that that they're looking at the playoff picture that also has implication. Yeah, it has huge implication, right? So let's say let's say Washington wins and beats the Cowboys, right? And they're it, one it, game behind. It, they're only yeah, they're only a game behind, and they already have half of the tiebreaker already over top of them mm-hmm. right now. So then, let's say they meet up again later in the year because I think it's like they're they're like week seventeen or week sixteen they play the Cowboys again. They beat them again. They they take over that spot so long as the they they can they stay on the same page. I mean that's I mean, the fact that Washington came up from last place to now second in the division behind the Cowboys, and they're only two games behind them. Like they're they're moving, and I it, okay. So from what I've seen so far for the Cowboys, the 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 uh, some of the, one of the big factors is that. Tony Pollard might not be might not play. He's a game time decision right now. Whoa. Right? That's not good for them. And it's not good for them at all. Because if they don't have their full run support, I don't think Dak is gonna be able to handle the the pressure of taking on the uh the that Washington that Washington defense. Because hmm. he's gonna be throwing the ball forty seven times. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, he's gonna be thrown all over the field. And it's gonna put so much pressure on him. He's not gonna be. A, he's 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 gonna put up points, but they're not gonna win that game. And it's a division game, so you know it's gonna. They're gonna fight harder. Yeah. And and Washington's trying to grab that number one seed. Yeah. So they in have the, in their division, so they're gonna come out playing. They're gonna have a lot of moxie <laughs> ready to go because Washington's already. They're, they're still in a three game win streak right now. Yeah. So they're already with... in a good. They're, they have a ton of momentum right now. Yep. So. Um, that should that'll be a good game. Yeah, and and, and this is like one of the, and, and other than the Tampa game uh, over their last three games, you know they they played pretty mediocre teams. So let's see if Washington can can really stand in there and and play for a playoff spot or the the division lead again. The fighting Heineke's. The fighting the fighting Heineke's. Let's let's see if they can handle it. Um, and I, I, I'm really excited to see that game. It's I think it's gonna come down to a field goal or last second play. Um, well, this will be one of those who has the ball last. Yeah, absolutely. Who can, or who can keep the ball the longest games? Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think that Washington's way more poised to hold on to the ball more than than Dallas can. I think Dallas is more is way too worried about getting those big plays, those big splash plays, trying to score big and score lots of points and gets a lot and, and all that stuff, rather than controlling the ball and keeping the other team on the other offense on the sideline. I think that's the the, the biggest. Um, thing that the Cowboys will probably that'll probably, they'll probably lose the Cowboys that game if they try and score too quickly. So, um, so that so that's 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 my that's one of the ones I'm I'm super excited for. Um, you know, I have you know, two other games that I'm 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 I can look forward to would be Baltimore and Cleveland because it's kind of it's it's basically the same thing, uh, but it's the 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 Browns have to beat out Cincinnati as well. You know, and 
you know, that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a tough game for them. And because Cincinnati is just playing better football than the Browns are, um, and the fact that they still have a, they're they're having some sort of controversy with Baker Mayfield, like they don't know if he's he's got the uh, the moxie to actually carry the team mm-hmm. in, in times of need, in times of uh, of of necessity of winning. You know, like he he folds in these big moments. He's been folding against these big teams. The Patriots were a team or like. I know I predicted the the Browns were to, to to go in and blow the doors off of a rookie quarterback, but no, it was the quite the the exact opposite of that. They like they went in there thinking that they're the they're the top dog, and the the Patriots picked them up by their collar and threw them outside, put them in the kennel. Like it was an ugly loss. They put the shot collar on definitely. So, um, but because it's the Ravens and they have you know. They they've they've gone pretty neck and neck with each other the last couple of years. I I'd, I'd like to see something something exciting come out of that game, uh, and especially because Cleveland kind of needs some sort of get back in it kind of game. And I think that if they win, if they beat Baltimore, that's going to be the game to really get back into it. Uh, uh, I don't see them. I don't see them winning either. No. But that's just I'm just saying like for Cleveland to get back into the the. The winning ways, I think they they yeah. they have to beat Baltimore, and then uh, the other one would be the Rams and Cardinals on Monday night. Uh, it's a big primetime game. I mean, Matt Stafford's been big; he's been doing well in primetime games. Uh, then again, we'll see how the Cardinals' defense is able to shut down Cooper Cup. Even though, even when people try to shut down Cooper Cup, no one can shut down Cooper Cup. So, mm-hmm. um, I just know that that's going to be a big. Uh, a big game, lots of points, lots of yards. It's up to Stafford not to uh, throw three picks and yeah. one of them be a pick six. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, these last few weeks he's been throwing a lot more interceptions. I don't know if it's just he's getting more comfortable, so he thinks he can he can make other throws that he shouldn't be making. Uh, we're trying to force the ball into small spots, but or he was buying into the hype that it wasn't him; it was the Lions. Yeah, that could be it too. I mean, you know? with with a little bit of confidence or enough confidence should be enough to help continue, uh, you know, good good play styles and and trying to continue uh, a a motivation to to continue to win. So, um, and no matter what that could be, whether that could be a delusional thought or not, if you if it's going to help you, it's going to help motivate you to continue to, to to fight. Then I'd say it works. You know, but. I don't know. Those those would be the, the the games that I would look forward to looking to to watching. The one I'm the most excited for though is the Cowboys and and the Washington football team. So, um, uh, uh, now I want to move on to uh, just a couple of of uh, news things that we that I've come across and I've seen and I've uh, if you if you're following me on my Facebook page, you've seen a couple articles that I've already posted. Uh, I posted yesterday. <clears throat> one of them being Russell Wilson. Actually, he he's finally spoken out about these trade rumors that are going around about him wanting to go to the Bears, Saints, or Giants. And he came out and he said, "That's the last thing on my mind. That I'm about I'm about the Seahawks. I love this team. I love this organization. The city's amazing. I love it here. I don't want to leave. I want to stay here twenty years." And I'm finishing out my contract. You know, I'm 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 not leaving after this season. And that that feels nice to hear, 
you know, being a Seahawks fan and knowing that, you know, our our Hall of Fame caliber quarterback still wants to suit up for us. But at the same time, it's not like him saying that's actually going to keep him there. Just because he says it doesn't mean he can't change his mind the next day or, you know, a week from now or by the end of the season. Well, he might want to stay, but if the organization trades him away... They can't. He has a new trade clause. Oh, well then. He, well, then how can he request a trade? He can request a trade and 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 waive that no trade clause for the team of his choosing. Okay. That's what Deshaun Watson was doing um, with his contract. When they signed him to that huge contract, that he had a no trade clause and he said that I want to tra- I want to be traded, but I only want to be traded to the to the Dolphins. Mhm. Well, I mean, if so, in the Russ case, he could he could say uh like you said, he, he can say what he wants right now just to kind of keep the cohesion together. Yeah, exactly. Until the end of the season, and then he goes, okay. Right, but I think that's that's super scummy, you know? And and simply because you're lying to everybody, saying that you want to be there, you're about this team, you love the city, you love the franchise, whatever, whatever, and then all of a sudden, you know, two months later, you're out, you're gone? Yeah, but what? At the- he's, he's about this team right here, right now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like the, I, the I team you. this season, he's all about these guys. He doesn't want them to. He doesn't want to show them that he's just going to give up on them. That could be what he's what he's saying. Yeah, he can also love the franchise, but not want to continue. Now that whole playing for 20 years thing. Now that would really put it. That would if he then decides to leave. That would be really scummy of him to say. If, if he can say he loves the team and he can say he loves the city and that he loves the franchise and then still leave and be like, look, I like, you know, it was great, but I want to go over here and play for these guys. Yeah. But to say, to add that 20 year thing in there, now we're kind of, now we're kind of like, okay, well, now you really can't go anywhere ever. Well, yeah. Or because if you, you, tried already, to. you just said. Yeah. That you want to be here and, and write out your contract. Yeah, and it's not like he's not he, like he doesn't have any sort of power when it comes to the, the team. Like he has the free roam to say whatever he wants because he's the guy that 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 led them through all of this stuff. Now, granted, yes, during those Super Bowl runs, they had that you know they had the best defense in the league for four years, but then after that, they were still after that all those guys left. They were still winning more than ten games since Russell's been in this league. They have never had less than they had never had a losing. Uh, yeah, they never had a losing record, mm-hmm. never once. And only one year they went. They they lost um, under or they they won under ten games. They went nine and seven, but they were they, it was still a winning season or still a winning record, and they still made the postseason. Actually, no, they, they missed the postseason. And they're year. one loss away right now. From, um, from being under five hundred, they're already under five hundred. They're they're four and eight. They're but if they win out, if they win out, yes. If they win out, then they'll then they'll be over. Um, they'll be over five hundred. Yes. One more loss, and then it's a losing record, no matter what they get. Yep. Now, <clears throat> and I'm not saying that, that something like this isn't possible or shouldn't happen or anything along those lines, but that but. So it, it's not so. Just because this happens, I don't think that's going to keep him here or there, or like keep him here or not keep him here. But 
I think it's more of what the organization has been fighting him against, whether that be getting him players specifically that he wants rather than what they want or bringing in other free agents and so on and so forth. Like that, that, that whole Jamal Adams thing was, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a great player, but he's out. He's out now for the rest of the season for a, uh, for a shoulder injury. And he'd been battling a groin injury the entire first half of the season. So it's like, did we did they make a mistake? Yes, because they pay, paid way too much money for this guy. Well, the money thing is one, but to be giving away first-round draft picks is where your biggest mistake is. Well, yeah. Now, granted, it really shows the, the potential of this player. Like, hey, look, we don't need a first-round draft pick next year because... This guy that we want from you is, is we think is that is all that and you know, a basket of yarn. You know, so with with giving those away, it's I think is is fine, but you can't. But in my opinion, I don't think you should give away more than one in in, in on a, on one trade. First of all, second of all, it's a guy that only is is playing a position where you're supposed to be. Catching interceptions, blocking the uh, blocking the pass, and so on, and he's in the box. You, you, I mean, I understand it's Jamal Adams and all that, but you don't give away first round draft picks unless the the pick or the guy that you're going to trade for is the missing piece. Yes, to that's the, true too. To the entire thing, you know, if you, if everybody else is really great and you're like man if only we had a top level safety that would take us to the Super Bowl. Yes. But that's not what happened. That's true. It's not. Because you have no run game. Now you should not obviously you should not be giving first round draft picks for running backs either. Absolutely. Because not. after they've been in the league a few years unless you're like Adrian Peterson like you know like a nutcase um you're not you're not going to pick up a running back for a first round pick. But uh, to to say that oh we're gonna give away these two first round draft picks for one guy and he's not even the one piece that you, that you needed that yeah that was the mistake right there because you could get you can get two guys and yeah. he's and he's still and like you said now he's injured yeah he's injured he's, so out, what, for the rest, he's out for the rest of the year what, 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 what good does that do now you go into the off season and you're like well cool now we're just gonna sit here. With this guy that's been hurt, and uh, now we can't even get anybody that should be a first round talent. And we all know first round talents don't always pan out, but you like to hope they do. Yeah. And that's just one less pick, even that you get. You know, the, the one of the reasons the Patriots are so, so successful, they always have like the most picks. So if you just keep bringing in dudes, one or two of them should be pretty darn good, pretty de- like play decently for you. And and then yeah. on the off chance, sometimes you snag you snag a really good one, you know, in your middle rounds. Yeah, I mean that honestly. So, I feel like the middle rounds happen just happen to be the best places to find like your hidden gems because I mean quite literally you're going through every, like every team is just going through so many different players and just digging and digging and digging and finding the person that they think is is all that and you know a basket mm-hmm. of yarn. But you know, some teams pick up the right guy. Others pick up the right guy for another team. Yeah. So. But my so I'll just I'll just end it on that about don't I I don't understand why they gave away two first round draft picks for yeah. one guy who was not going to be now if it was 
if it was two first-round draft picks and we're going to get the quarterback and that's what's going to put us over the top, okay, you, he comes in, he wins you a Super Bowl, okay, and, you know, and it was you've worth won, it. You've won that trade. You, yeah, you got your trade. You did, But Jamal Adams is not going to take this team. Take this team – like almost by himself. Yeah. To, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and then now the Jets have like multiple multiple picks. And they're going to waste them. Well, probably. But, I mean, but that's besides the point. Is yeah. okay. You, now those first round draft picks are are wasted now to a team who's who's the Jets. Yes. So it was just it's just a waste all around. Yeah. If it would have been given to almost any other team except for the Jaguars. Yeah. Then you you probably do pretty well. Yeah. Um. I, I I just I, I I hate the fact that they that they traded him traded all that for Jamal Adams. Now they could have just waited till the off season and picked him and signed him for whatever amount of money. Sure, fine, that's fine with me. I don't care, you know, because I mean, from I read an article. Uh, I want to say it was like yesterday or the day before. Seattle has like fifty six million dollars in the, in cap space right now. We could pick up a lot of different players. Mm-hmm. A lot of different pieces that we need, and I think that's a huge benefit to us. But they're also, but that same article was also talking about getting rid of Bobby Wagner, letting Chris Carson go. Good idea. And stuff like that. I think Chris Carson should go. <laughs> yes, he's always injured. Like I don't think he's ever finished an entire season, a full week one and, to week seventeen or eighteen or whatever week it is now. Yeah. To completion every single game he's he's participated in. And it's not like. If he goes to another team and then just decides to be healthy from now on, that he's really going to be a barn burner. I mean, he you know? he is a he is a good he's a great running back. I, I would say he's a great running back when he's healthy. He's he he runs hard. He can catch out of the backfield. He's a big solid. Yeah, dude. but I I think you're overvaluing the word great. When you think of the greats. You're talking about like Adrian Peterson type running backs. They're great. I would say he's really good. Okay, that's not, fair. But we gotta we gotta differentiate between one of the greats. So you're saying great running back, and you're talking about really good running back. Yeah. So Chris Carson might be a really good running back, but it's not like he goes to another team and just decides to stay healthy for some reason. That. That that's uh, it's kind of like when we talked about Saquon Barkley. Yeah. The other week, it's like, wow, this guy can't freaking stay healthy. Now he goes, say he goes to another team. Like what happens all the time? These dudes go to other teams, and now, now they're healthy all the time. Yeah. It, it's almost kind of like the opposite. You'll get somebody like this year, T.J. Watt. He just signed that contract. Guess what? He's not been doing this year. He's been playing. Been, yeah, he's been and he's been hurt a lot. It's the same thing. You get these guys that are good on this other team here. You bring them in, and now what are they? Oh, they're just injured all the time. Yeah. So it's well, it's almost I, the opposite effect. You get a guy who's injured, but you know he's he's really good, and then you get them, and everybody's like, oh, that guy, and then he just stays healthy the whole freaking time. And you're like, why couldn't you stay healthy for us? <laughs> yeah. Or in I, Carson's case, for us. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. I like what you did there. That's funny. Um, no, yeah, I, I I agree. I think. With with Carson constantly being injured and being, I mean, like I said, he I think he's a, will change my words, a very good running back, to where he's he's able to actually do enough to help the team win when he's healthy. But the fact that he can't stay healthy, it's not worth keeping him for the amount of money that they have him for. 
That there's basically just dead money. You're it really a guy to just ride the bench. Yep, because or yeah, keep it warm for you know these other bad running backs that you know that that aren't helping anything. You know, Alex Collins is going to get the start. You know, against Houston, which I mean, it's against Houston, but at the same time they're beating. You know, they they beat up on Tennessee, so there's there's a there's a big potential that that Seattle could get upset here if they don't if they don't like pull it you know pull it together and uh, and yeah if they don't button it up they they gotta button it up anyway so um yeah so I I think that they need to they need they definitely need to get rid of Chris Carson one thing that I mean I was already I was pretty upset when they let KJ Wright go mm-hmm. but I don't I, I I don't as a fan I don't want to see Bobby Wagner Excuse me, my goodness. I don't want to see Bobby Wagner go. But I think it I mean it might be necessary, but then again, like we like I said we have 56 million dollars in cap space. Who else do we, we like we can pick up a lot of players for that. Well, would you have to re-sign him? Um I don't Like is is this a I, final I, contract? I think year? I think this might be contract year. Let's So uh, then therefore he would take up some of the sp- what? Russ. Oh yeah. He would take up some of the space um of that 56 million and I'm sure he doesn't want to be cheap either. Oh no. He is he's been the solid foundation that we've had since he's been drafted. He has been the guy on our defense that's been just so consistent. I he's he's been he's been an outstanding player and I have He is a, he is a great player. Yes. He is a great linebacker. Um, so right now his con, so next season is a contract year. Okay. But he can be cut this year and he can be cut next year. He takes his, his cap hit next year is $20 million. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So if we cut him, if we cut him next year, which I don't think, I don't think Seattle will, but if they cut him next year, They'll have three point seven million dollars in dead cap. Oh, okay. You know, so it's yeah. not it's not much of a loss if we cut him, but might as well just hold on to him. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, and and if now what we could do is we could trade him too, because he's still like he's what thirty one. Yeah, he's thirty one, so he's still at a point where he can still play at a very very high level and still. And he hasn't—he hasn't been injured. He's played every game. Mm-hmm. Like he's—he's he's been there. So if if trading away him is is a way to get a a great pass rusher in or a really good pass rusher in to help help out with Carlos Dunlap and uh, Al Woods and Jordan Brooks, I think that could be a huge benefit for Seattle. Um, if at that point. They could probably go, or they, or if they go after somebody in the secondary, a corner. They might be able to trade with Arizona and get Patrick Peterson. Actually, no, I wouldn't even go for Patrick Peterson because he's he's pretty old now. Um, I don't know. They, they should probably talk to Miami and see what they're thinking because Miami seems to always get some good secondary guys. Yeah, and, but that's kind of about it. So, um, but no, um, because Tua sucks. Huh? Because Tua sucks. That's right. Tua sucks. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, um, Seattle has 
um, has has a good hold on Russell, I think, for now. Um, from the, like I said, from that article, he says that he, if anything, if he would leave it all, he wants to at least wait until his twenty twenty three contract or his his, tw- his contract expires in twenty twenty three. Nope, he said twenty years, so he better not leave, or he's a bum. So hold on, let's see. Uh, I'll put up right here. So I, like I said, I, if you follow me on my Facebook page, I have posts about him, about him coming out and saying what he has said about uh, these things coming out about him wanting to be traded. So the story goes that Russell says, "Let's see where does it say it." He says. Where the hell is it? It was, it was just right here. Hold Did on. he say that he is Russy Russell Russ? Okay. On Thursday, Wilson made the biggest statement of the season. Okay. He said waiving the no trade clause was a non-issue. He said he wanted to complete his contract, which runs through 2023. Even better, he'd he said he'd like to stay here 20 years. Wilson says or said he loved or he loves this city. Oh. So if that was an actual quote of him saying, now I know I noticed it's not in quotes, but if he is quoted or could be quoted as saying about wanting to stay 20 years, then he's a bum if he decides on his own to leave. Yeah. So I have a, a um, from heavy.com. There's a there was an article about Russell Wilson's trade rumors, and it's his and it's like it's his reaction to everything that's being said going on right now. So he says, one of the one of the um, one of the reporters asked him and said, "Did you hear about this?" And he says, "I didn't see it. I'm not really on social media as much or anything like that. But I did see that someone uh, because some, someone sent it to me. So he didn't see it by himself. Somebody sent it to him. And he said, "It's not in his head right now about being about wanting to be traded. I didn't say that." Either so, I'm focused on what we're doing here. Obviously, I love Seattle. This is the, this is a place that I've loved every day, every moment. I talked to you guys about joy last week. When when I hurt my finger, you realize that you want to take advantage of every day. I've always had that mindset. I love this place. I love this space. I love where my mind's at. I love where our team's at. I think we can do we can be better in this journey. But as we go as far as we want to go in the next five weeks and plus. I think this is where my head is, so that's a non-story. Hopefully, I get to play here for 20 years. His hope is to fulfill his his, his contract with the Seahawks. Um, my hope is not to just fulfill it. Hopefully, I get to play here for 20 years of my career. Will it happen? I don't know, but that's my prayer. That's my hope. All that stuff, that stuff's in the future. That stuff's down the road. I think my mission and my focus is that I, I do... Right now, I can only do right now is focus on right now. Just uh, one uh, today, third down, red zone, light it up, have a great day, bring as much energy, as much focus as I can to this to this football team. As I mentioned, I love this place, I love the city, I love what we can do. So I think my focus is on that, and that's really what matters. So he he wants to stay in Seattle. This is his. This is the team he wants to be. He wants to end his career in. Now, I'm not saying that these other teams that he's picking is, is, is a bad idea for him. Um, if, 
if I, I, I would say if he was to go anywhere other than Seattle, other than stay in Seattle, would be to, to be a New York Giant. Uh, simply because it benefits him and his wife outside of football. Sierra being a huge uh, artist and being right there, you know, Radio City Music Hall's right there in New York City and, you know, they have so many different uh, labels in New York and it's it's meant for music and that's what Sierra's about and, and I think Russell would, would make that sacrifice for his wife. And I mean, it's not like it's a bad city either for, for them, you know, it, it would... It would I think the Giants are like one of their big positions that they need to be fulfilled is as a quarterback. So he would get the money. He would, he would get a lot of, uh, of of power when it comes to bringing people to that franchise and drafting other other potential talents. So I think it's a win win if Russell stays there. So or if Russell goes to 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 the Giants, um, I think the Jets just have too much dysfunction to for him to go there. But. Um, yeah, that was that was definitely one of the bigger stories that's been going around because he is such a dynamic player. He like, I I would I would say he's you know Hall of Fame caliber even right now. I think that he maybe maybe he wouldn't get first ballot if he retired right now. I think if he I think if he led if he led another Seahawks team to a Super Bowl Super Bowl victory, I think he would be first ballot Hall of Famer that that next that, you know after he retires. But um, with with that being said, because it's such a huge story, you know, it it definitely warrants a lot of time about it, I guess. Um, so, um, have you heard any other interesting stories about what's been going on in the NFL? Um, Tom Brady is the MVP. Okay, so we have a hot take. That's not really a hot take. It's just that's the way it is. Get your bets in now before the the uh, winnings go down. He's pretty much locked in, though. I, I could see it. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's leading the NFL in touchdown passes and yards. Or by a wide margin. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 leading the NFL in a lot of a lot of stats. So passing right now. Oh, look at that, Tom Brady. Leading the league in passing yards, he is a hundred and like nine yards, one hundred and eight yards over Derek Carr in in passing yards. Touchdowns, he's leading Matthew Stafford by four, but he does have ten picks. So, but his like so it's like oh well he's got this, but he's also got this. Like he's completing sixty eight percent of his passes. Yeah, he's got a hundred four passer rating. Or uh, your QBR. He's he's completing about seven point four yards an attempt. You know he's his numbers are are nice. We'll say that definitely uh, worthy of a MVP. Now, if they took more into consideration for MVP, like I actually have schedule, I actually have seen articles about that. What? About how his the the teams that he's beat uh, it, they're using they're, they're using some next gen stats. Oh, okay. Like his QB metrics, like his, uh, what do they call it? Like his value. Yeah. Is actually low. 
It doesn't surprise me. So if they're going to use that type of stat, if it, not that, they're going to use those type of stats and be like, well, his value to the team, like his actual statistical value to the team is not even that high. Then that middle word, valuable, it it doesn't it it, it shouldn't po- be him. It's a popularity contest. If well, someone, it, it's it's already a QB popularity contest. Who's the most popular QB this year? Oh, okay, Tom Brady. I mean, it's him every year, but sometimes there's others that are just a, maybe a little bit hotter. Just yeah, just by chance that year. But it's it's just funny. I did read that article about how his value, according to statistics, is actually not that high. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's that's just something interesting. I could see it if any like if if there would be somebody else to win it over Tom Brady. I think it would be Matt Stafford. No, nah, it would be Kyler Murray. Well, no, I I say that. But his was also low because he didn't play two games or three games and they still won. Yeah. So that value is also low. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's Matt Stafford because he's was he third right now in in passing yards. Right now he's number yeah he's third in passing yards. He is what the hell? All right, why is the stats being weird? Okay, so he, I mean he's he's got an eight point two uh, yards per attempt, which is nice. Uh, that's really. Well, like if you're throwing screens and checkdowns constantly, what the heck is that really? That's what I'm saying. You know? Like people, people, people <laughs> think that oh well, Mac Jones is is, um, he's doing he's doing. Well, I, like I'm one of those guys that says oh yeah he's playing great, but he's throwing lots of screens. You know, same with Tom Brady. Tom Brady's been throwing screens just just about his entire career. Well, so then, and I think they take that into account as well, like the actual value. They'll take you know like okay, how many air yards do you actually have? Yeah. He gets it to the guy one yard down the field. They take it seven. Tom Brady didn't do it. All he did was get it to the guy. And then the guy did the rest. So it's I'm just saying overall, it's interesting to see how they have these uh, value. They have, they, they're able to come up with a formula or something for an actual value of the player. Like player adjusted value or something like that. So, I mean, he's going to win it just because. But it would be nice if they actually used something like other than stats. Like, you know, the, the value is almost like an eyeball test, but you can you can type it into a computer and then also come up with the same thing. So it'd be nice if they did that to uh, give it to somebody that actually deserves it, not just somebody who's on a loaded team. Yeah. yeah as much as we carry on here, he's on a loaded team. Okay, so... So. Tom Brady's completed air yards right now are 5.3 yards yards of play, mm-hmm. yards of pass. And then Matt Stafford's is 6.7. Yeah, there's a difference. So at this point, Matt Stafford's not only throwing the ball farther, but he's, like, the, those those yards are, like, the, the, the yard difference is, is there. So that means that he's throwing the shorter passes. Yes. And the, and the, the guys are able to, to, to swing out and do their thing. Now and what's crazy too is like when 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 he went to Tampa, everyone thought he was gonna be, you know the the best thing since sliced bread there because he's got you know another 
another huge deep threat as you know with with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, and then they mm-hmm. finally and then they pulled in Antonio Brown and Gronk, and then they has two other tight ends. So they has he has so many weapons to throw to, but he just checks it down so much. He isn't muscle th- memory, you know? Like, did Josh McDaniels just where is is he wearing a disguise and just works in Tampa too? Like, he, I don't understand. He, Arians might have called him and said, "Hey, man, what's the best thing to do here?" <laughs> and he goes, "Hey, just say check down Tom." There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something to be said about uh, MVP. I, I, I think it. I think it could be anybody, but I could think it's Stafford. I wish Derrick Henry didn't get hurt. Then this conversation oh, man. could it, be over. I think it, it would just be him straight up. It would be Derrick Henry. I think it's gonna be Matt Stafford. Are you saying it's gonna be Tom Brady? Oh it, yeah, it's definitely it's Tom Brady. Okay. Just based off of popularity. Gotcha. And say we're going into the last segment now. Yeah. Uh, saving. Saving uh, not the best for last, but the biggest story for last. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you know, like I said, if you're following me on Facebook, you know. Make sure you follow his Facebook, please, by the way. Please do. Not to overshadow the story, but oh, no, no. you're going to get a lot of You're going to get ahead of the game of, uh, with these stories because he's always on top of it. Um, and then you'll be one of the first to know so you can discuss it with your friends. But yeah. uh, go ahead. Uh, on the it – was, it was yesterday – Demarius Thomas uh, passed away. Um, from articles that I found, I haven't found anything that has anything de- definitive of, of like cause of death or anything like that. Um, I don't know who found him. There, there really isn't much about the story, but that that he passed and he 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 died at thirty three, which I thought he was a lot older than than that. Yeah, I honestly thought he was a bit older. Um, when he was playing uh, with Peyton there, but yeah. yeah, he must have been a pretty young guy. I mean, he was in the league for ten years. You know, he mm-hmm. had a, uh, was a four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ. Two, uh, he went to the Super Bowl twice already. You know, with Denver. So he, I, I, I always liked Demarius Thomas. I thought he was a very, um, he was he was a very good receiver. Was uh, a guy to to be trusted, and you know, he was he lasted ten he lasted ten years in the NFL. So. Uh, it, was, it was great for him, and you know, but it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think that that something like this could happen. Um, just kind of going over some of the uh, or like going through some articles. I found one on Yahoo Sports that says he possibly died of a seizure while at home all by himself. Um, there, from from what I've understood, I don't think there's any sort of um, there wasn't any sort of like potential issues that he had, like whether it was brain damage or anything like um, CTE or anything like that. From no, playing. it was from a car wreck. Oh, okay. So he, it said that he had a car wreck in 2019, and he had been suffering with a neurological disorder ever since. Oh, okay. So that's probably what what caused it then, because he now he he retired from the <clears throat> NFL six months ago, like right at the beginning of the seasons when he retired. So. And they they found him in they found him at his home and he was he was he hadn't turned thirty four yet he was going to turn thirty four on Christmas Day, and so it, it's 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 a very sad loss for, um, for for the NFL fans, his family, and uh, we mourn the loss. You know, like I say, he was a, he was, a, he was a really good player, and you know, I I, I give. Lots of prayers to his family, and and hopefully they get through this this very tough time. Uh, 
so, but but that's going to conclude uh, this episode of the Rob Miller podcast. Um, we we're, we're going to come back and and on Tuesday do some reactions and stuff like that. But we'll, I'll, I can keep some updates on uh, on Facebook about what else is found when it comes to Demaryius Thomas's story or anything else. So please like and follow on Facebook and uh, I can keep you guys updated, but I'll uh, see you guys next time. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs>